0: What's going on, everyone? Thank you all for tuning in and hitting that download button for another edition of Kicking Out at Two This Week. I'm your host, Dave Rosenbluth, and we are in a Clash of Champions watch party mode. Clash of Champions for WWE is in just a few weeks, but this week, I thought we'd throw it back to one of my favorite Clash of Champions events of all time, Clash of Champions 20 from September the 2nd, 1992. We're going to watch that show on the WWE Network from start to finish. Uh, for those of you that are followers of the other podcast project I'm involved in, marking out the days, weekend warriors, we cover WCW Saturday Night from 1992. So this will be a treat for some of you guys that have been following along and listening in um, to that show, which you can find over on the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network. Um, some of the events that have transpired over from WCW Saturday Night will filter into this particular Clash of Champions event. This event took place on, like I said, September the second, nineteen. 19- 1992. It was WCW celebrating 20 years of professional wrestling on TBS and the Superstation. So this is a, a, a very celebratory event at this time. Um, but before we get into that and watch that event from start to finish, allow me to bring to bring to you my co-host this week, an individual who I work with on Market Out the Days Weekend Warrior, someone who's very familiar with the WCW product from 1992 the mad scientist of the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network, my good buddy, Kobe Neider. What's up, buddy?
1: Dave, what's up? Thanks for having me on this episode. Um, yeah, looking forward oh, to man, this, this one. Is,
0: yeah, you know, this is this. Has been great. We had a great time covering Brett versus Owen, mm-hmm. um, one of our favorite steel cage matches from SummerSlam 1994, and I thought I couldn't have anybody else but you doing this episode with me because of all the work we do at Marking Out the Days Weekend Absolutely. Warriors. Um Speaking of that, why don't you let everybody know before we get into it? um, Actually, but but, hold on. Let me pump the brakes a little bit. I'm getting ahead of myself here. Um, While you guys are listening, head on over to WWE Network right now. Search, in the go to the entering section, and then go to the WCW portion of the entering section, and then click on Clash of Champions. And you'll see... All the Clash of Champions, there are available. The year is 1992. The date is September the 2nd, 1992. It's Clash of Champions 20. Um, in the picture on the newly designed WWE Network, you'll see a picture of Vader and Rick Steiner, September the 2nd, 1992. That's what you'll be watching with us. So get that all fired up and ready to go. And I'll give you guys a countdown in a little bit. But while you're doing all of that, Kobe... Please let everyone know where you can find marking out the days, weekend warriors. Oh, you can find
1: that on the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network, where you can find us on any podcast app, um, Stitcher, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever you want to call it, uh, Google Play. Um, we're also on Spotify, and then our home base is Podbean. And you can find us on Facebook or any app searching. Retromania with a W, that's W R E T R O M A N I A. Write to us at RetromaniaPodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Retromania Pod. And uh, join Facebook as well. We got some pictures and some fun stuff there. And updating what's coming down the list and what's always being posted on the feeds for the Pro, the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network, uh, Facebook, Retromania with a W. And that's about it. Yeah. All the content there. Very, very We got cool. the origin of attitude. Hulkamania is dead. Um, still working on coming back on Hulkmania is dead. Doing a little uh, rewriting, if you will, brother. Uh, changing the book.
0: Rebooking a- the territory. A little bit,
1: brother. Um, I'm backtracking, marking out, seeing what, what, what's what gone down. And uh, then we're going to figure it out again, since Hogan and I are on the same page.
0: Yeah. Um, very cool. That, that it's so so it's it's not gonna work for you. The, the current booking's not working for you, it, brothers. It's you're saying good.
1: About. We're just we're just we're just we're gonna change a little bit of direction since Jimmy has uh has set sail and has set responsibilities to the forefront of okay. his run. Okay. Yeah.
0: Gotcha, um, gotcha. So Jimmy's taking a hiatus. Yes, yes.
1: So we'll be back with more Hulkamania's Dead. And then always we have marking out the days and some bonus content coming your way all the time and dropping here and there and in the back archives, as well as Gaijin Wrestling Radio, which presents a match of the month and marking out the days ties in as well there. You know, uh, it's, it's all a retrospective evergreen podcast network. Dave, when can you go back and listen to any podcast on our network?
0: When? Well, anytime. If you subscribe to us on Podbean, exactly. the, and the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast. But I'm saying now, the so relevancy. I
1: mean, yeah. Like, you, you can do it at any time. It doesn't matter. It, it it doesn't mean the oldest one is is not relevant to now. You know, these are evergreen podcasts. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, for so sure. That's the that's the benefit that we get with the retrospective um, look back and the network that we have going. Anyways, I'll shut up
0: no please by all means that's why you're on here so you don't have to (laughs) shut up Uh, (laughs) so while kobe did all that hopefully all of you guys found it clash of champions 20 september the 2nd 1992 Um, this isn't any kind of milestone anniversary as to why i'm covering it but i just remember as a kid watching this event and it felt pretty important while i was watching it it was very rare that i was up on a school night watching wrestling um This is just mere days after SummerSlam 1991, or 1992, excuse me, uh, that took place from Wembley Stadium, which Justin and I covered uh, on the recent SummerSlam watch party last month. Um, You can find that in the archives at the RetroMania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network over on Podbean. but. Like I said, it's about that time to watch Clash of Champions 20, September the 2nd, 1992. I'm going to give you guys a little bit of a countdown. Uh, Well, it's actually not going to be a little bit of a countdown. It's going to be a countdown. I say that all the time, and I don't know why, but it just kind of rolls off the tongue. So I'm going to give you guys a definitive countdown, a 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, hit play. When I say play, you all hit play, and then keep your television muted so you can enjoy Kobe and I's alternate commentary on this event. Um... And yeah, that's about it. So, without further ado, in five, four, three, two, one,
1: hit play. Ooh. I uh, jumped right to the end. Nice. Gordon Soli and Andre.
0: Yes. Which, at the time as a kid, like, I always thought Andre was WWF all the way. You know, I didn't know that he had an affiliation with, uh, with uh, you know, uh, Turner and uh, Jim Crockett and the, the, the National Wrestling Alliance.
1: Well, is this, yeah, this is right after his departure, I mean, WrestleMania 7, right? There's Bill Watts.
0: Yeah, I mean, and this is also—you'll you'll see him shortly—but this is also Andre's last televised appearance before he died a few mm-hmm. months
1: later. Georgia Championship Wrestling, Dusty.
0: That's right, baby. Make a dream, mm-hmm. Dusty, rose with baby doll. Before there was a sweet that fire, there was a baby doll. And this is, you know, highlighting the, the, uh, the, the, the years of wrestling on TBS and the Superstation. station. Bundy. Dating all the way back to Georgia Championship Wrestling, Mid-Atlantic Championship Wrestling, um, which then would become World Championship Wrestling. And Clash of the Champions 20. Awesome. Nice shot of uh, center stage and... uh, in atlanta georgia which is still being run oh, really to this really day. yeah they yeah they still they still they still run wrestling mm. shows out of there nxt's done some shows and some tv tapings out of there hey, missy. um it's rumor yeah missy hi hey now um it's that's the best she's ever looked in my opinion i mean she was gorgeous but like and there we see to the right andre the giant
1: gordon soley
0: and gordon soley there
1: andre on some uh crutches, looking very sweaty. Not in very good condition at all. Ugh.
0: No, not at all. This is unfortunately, you know, the 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 latter part of, um, this is, like I said, a few months before he had passed away and he was just not in the best of spirits. Uh, but this was like his fuck you to Vince by appearing on the program. Yeah,
1: you're not gonna let me be on the TV on your TV, I'll be on TV on their TV. <laughs> Ron Simmons. Ron his Simmons? wife hurt? No, that's just her outfit. Oh, sorry. Looked like a neck brace on the side. Shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the WC, the, the recently crowned WCW World Heavyweight yeah. Champion, Ron Wearing Simmons. Wearing some
1: sunglasses that are actually back in style.
0: Yeah, I need to get me a pair of those. Pretty slick. Said no one ever. <laughs> I don't know why I would wear those. Doug Dillinger in a tuxedo in the background. You uh, see that?
1: Oh, my and God. Who's this
0: blonde here? Oh. Bill Watts. Yikes. Vice President of Wrestling Operations with his wife. I believe that's the wife that... Um,
1: who's this guy? Th- Hank Aaron. Th-
0: yes. Hammer and Hank, who was an executive on uh, for uh, WTBS. He was the reason why bill watts left world championship really? wrestling yeah a, over the, the uh the, that rumored yeah. racial racial slur
1: Yeah, hey, bill shaw
0: and here's uh bill shaw yeah. the one who was really keeping the uh the, the finances in check there's mike graham in the background mm-hmm. if you see there mike graham thought he was a big deal at one time <laughs> he was just a he was just a short deal yeah yeah I like this red carpet presentation here that kind of brings uh, some it's excitement it's and importance up. to the show. Oh, and here he is, my boy, oh, Jim, Jim Bonnet. Oh. oh, hey now. Oh. I like getting to hire that boy, Alex Wright. Bob, oh, you, yeah. He's, I'm doing another executive that's been
1: talked hey, about look in look at me. wrestling a, history. You know, I'm a guy. I <laughs> am.
0: Bruno San Martino. A living legend. Another fuck you to Vince. It's like I'll appear on their TV because uh, your, your TV is full of steroid guys. So, it's know. just
1: great to be back where wrestling is wrestling.
0: Yeah, pretty much. That's exactly. <laughs> I think that's exactly what he said in this promo. He's like, "Oh, who are you? You uh, you, you suck my All dick ready. later.
1: Maybe uh yeah. my Stromboli is ready. Oh. <laughs> oh, of course. Sting pulls up on a bike. Why don't you just fuck him oh, now, Mark. Missy? Yeah."
0: <clears throat> Look at that. Yeah. Who rides a, who rides a motorcycle with just a leather jacket and no t shirt underneath? That'd be Sting. Sting.
1: Of course, Sting.
2: Ow And
1: then screams like a maniac. Now who's <laughs> gonna valet the bike? <clears throat> that's my question.
0: Yeah, that's uh I Doug Dylan. my Der- Mike, oh, yeah, Mike, Mike Graham just yeah.
1: <laughs> fucking loses control.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, where's your where, where, where's your tip on parking that really? bike, huh? And what's the necklace she's wearing? You see that little cross she's wearing around oh, her neck? Oh, she's
1: it's like the the, oh, shit, like one of those old hieroglyphic ones.
0: Here you see Teddy Long, correspondent for the evening, standing with uh, Rob Pitts from the Atlantic City Atlanta City Councilman, and uh, Cowboy Bill Watts. Here you see Magnum TA in the background. Uh, one of the assassins. Uh, you saw Dusty background yeah, in I think there.
1: that's Jody Hamilton in the background.
0: Jody Hamilton. Yeah, that's correct. Name the uh, well.
1: father of Patrick. Nick Patrick.
0: That is correct. Yeah, Jody Hamilton, father of Nick Patrick, a uh, longtime referee for WCW, and then eventually WWE oh, the, when the when the buyout worst. took place. But. You did not like no, Patrick his count,
1: I hate his cadence. I don't, no. don't like him. Same with Earl Hebner gotcha. after uh after I f- figured out his uh his false finish, but which he's actually corrected now. Um yeah, oh, really? he doesn't get up on one knee anymore and sell the uh the two two count near three count. You would always know it was going to be a two count because he would get up on his knee and get ready to fall forward, you know. Damn, I didn't even think yeah. of that.
0: Here we see a live shot of center stage, Jim Ross and Jesse the Body Ventura here. With
1: a damn cane.
0: Yeah, Ventura definitely brought the sports entertainment aspect to, to his uh, to, to this show with his presentation. You
1: know, Jim, recently I've been doing a lot of uh, baton work, and um, yeah, I think I'm going to do a little presentation here tonight.
0: Well maybe uh, you know, you put a little barbecue sauce in that baton there or you know, uh, uh you know, and then, then then old cowboy and Leroy McGirt they're gonna uh, you know, take that baton with a little bit of a little bit of that JR barbecue sauce there, a little filibuster if you will, and uh, we're gonna have ourselves a baton barbecue sauce on a pole match. JR are
1: you telling me I should've worn brown gloves.
0: Uh, Well, you know, I mean, you know, leave that up to the imagination if you will. But, uh, you know, tonight here on WCW Saturday Night, I mean, Clash (laughs) of Champions, I don't know why I said that, Um, you know, uh, we're going to have some high flying action light heavyweights where you can't jump off the fucking top Uh, rope. Yeah,
1: let's, uh, you know, let's restrict them (laughs) as much as possible.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Um, There is your boy, Nick Patrick.
1: Recently in a car accident and hurt his hand. Really? Yeah. So that's why he's got that thing on his hand. Um,
0: oh, I thought you talked about recent, like as in like today, like twenty nineteen. No,
1: they mentioned it. I mentioned it on marking out the days. To uh, he was in a car accident and out for a little bit, and now he's got that little cast on his hand. Yeah. Tony Morella was in a car it. accident later this year too. Right.
0: Not the not the one where Joey he Morella. It, correct.
1: Right. Where, when did he die? He he, he died ninety four. 94. <laughs> Shit. Sorry. Well, I was yeah, saying on Market, no, okay. I was Are you trying to fucking sorry, I was saying faster? on Marking on. Out the Days, it should have been Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Change wow. the timeline. Ricky the Dragon yeah. Steamboat.
0: Ricky Steamboat the, the Dragon. dragon.
1: Oh, good times. Definitely
0: set to. Set to face stunning Steve Austin for the World Television Championship. And for those of you that are curious as to how we got to this point, check out our latest episode of Marking Out the Day's Weekend Warriors. Yeah,
1: go back to episode uh, 15 and 16, actually. Um, Going from there and then 17, they will continue the feud and then onward um, until we get to now. This is the culmination of it, but they would still later uh, have some matches for the U.S. title, right?
0: I believe so. Yes, I believe um, in '94. Yeah. I
1: want to say keep these guys um, separate for the
0: United States Championship. Yeah. One of my favorite matches between these two, and I've talked about it on our show, uh, marking out the days, weekend warriors. But one of my favorites between these two was a match that they had at the Clash of Champions in August of 1994, August 24th, 1994. It would actually be Steamboat's last match. What the heck, Johnny? B. bad. What is he doing right. out here?
1: Some little girl. Yeah. What's going on? I
0: don't know. Is this, uh, it looks like she's being human trafficked into the ring. Um,
1: Yikes. Yikes. With,
0: with, I know. I oh, went there. Man. I went there, didn't I? I went there. Johnny B. Bad once worked for Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, my oh God. is it
1: too soon? <laughs> oh, I'm my a bad goodness, man, I baby. I'm going straight to- She's got braces on, too. <laughs>
0: Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with
1: that. Uh, I'm saying she's that young.
0: Oh, it's the national nice. anthem. Okay, <laughs> brings a little more of a um, important feel to the show by uh, by uh, you know having someone uh, perform the national anthem. Such a heel. Paulie's not even standing for the an anthem. He's talking strategy with Steve Austin. So we see all the dignitaries from the uh, the TBS uh, Turner Sports. Um, Enterprise as well as, uh, in attendance in their yeah, tuxedos. Some the
1: NWA people as well.
0: Yep, some old NWA guys are there. Who's this guy with the glasses mm-hmm. in the front? He used to be the um, the announcer for uh, Georgia Championship Wrestling. I
1: forget his name. Gordon Soley. Um, but
0: yeah, and yeah, not Gordon Soley. Uh, some boy. other old guy. He was the one that Lance handed Russell? the mic over to Vince when Vince. No. no, that's Memphis. Uh, Although Lance Russell did work for WCW during this time period. Eh. He was on, like, the C-Squad for the yeah, announcers. Yeah. We see,
1: we've seen him a couple times um, when uh, him and Tony were running down the NWA Tag Team Tournament on a marking out the days.
0: Yes. See, look at him. Talking strategy with Austin during the National Anthem. That's fucking... Yeah. That's a heel right there. Hank Aaron. Shot of hammering Hank. All right, baby. Let's go back. Yeah.
1: Because I'm clearly a bad man. <laughs> clearly.
0: I like this version of the TV too. belt here.
1: That was recently changed, I assume. Um, yep. Kayfabe, we've jumped the gun a little bit on the weeks of marking out the days, so we're not sure yet when it changed. Yeah. Well, Paulie M. Kayfabe. Perot, 1992.
0: And this here is uh, uh, this is where uh, Paulie's gonna.
1: It's gonna go in the shark Reside tank.
0: during this match. Yeah. Here we see Mike Graham, Doug Dillinger? Like push
1: him right in there aggressively. It's <laughs> awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah, I believe Jake the Snake's father, um, Grizzly mm-hmm. Smith, uh, was uh, was there. Raise the cage. Austin with that uh, that uh, that skaters cut is that they they a called it in the nineties, little bowl cut yeah, no knee pads. I used to always get like anxious when guys didn't oh, wear yeah. knee pads because I was, I used to like be like oh don't fall on your mm-hmm. knees you know. And Austin looks so like plain Jane and vanilla with like no knee yeah, pads. Yeah, it's, it's
1: a very different Austin here, and just like having color on his tights you know
0: yeah but you see with the with the psychology here and his style of wrestling like with the the kicks and the punches it's you know early stone cold definitely (coughs) now as a kid i always looked at stunning steve austin as a big deal he was presented as he was presented to me as a player what did you think of stunning Steve Austin in 1992? was you aware think...
1: of him. Wasn't aware. I okay. Um, I don't think All I right. followed WCW too close at the time. My only okay. recollection of WCW at this time was having a few toys of like Sting, Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, and the yes, um, and the yes. Steiners, and that was really okay. it that I knew about Invader. Uh, um, that was really it that I knew about WCW, and then I wouldn't follow and see Steve Austin be Steve Austin until maybe '96 or seven watching tapes, and then seeing the um, or ev- maybe even later '98, '99, actually seeing tapes uh, in the dying blockbusters of NWA, WCW, this stuff here, and like I, I saw I saw the oh, match okay. between him and Duggan. And I'm like, whoa! Steve Austin and Hacksaw Jim Duggan, like they had a match. Uh, yeah, it was just weird. Uh, coming back, you know, getting—I wasn't—I wasn't an avid WCW or NWA person at all.
0: Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I tried to watch as much as I could. Uh, we've talked about it mm-hmm. before. WWF was always the 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 entertainment and the cartoon ish part of pro wrestling and wcw was the more sport oriented um presentation um especially during this era with bill watts uh being in charge and him trying to like implicate you know uh rules and certain rules into the programming um and being held accountable and the referees involvement mattering uh to 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 finishes and, and and certain situations absolutely um and this was this was no different um as we see steamboat coming back here nice headlock takedown absolutely to steve austin steve
1: also had a nice deep uh elbow to um ricky now did this happen on a saturday night this did this take place of uh episode of saturday night
0: no, this was like this was a clash of champions on like a week night. Um
1: they just have,
0: taped it. it they, they it was live. It was just in in center stage where they normally tape Saturday nights. Gotcha.
1: Yeah. We just didn't have them banners like WWF.
0: Yeah, and they still had the the Saturday night logo <laughs> displayed in the in the 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 center of the the uh the yep. building.
1: There we see that WCW TV title. The cameraman actually (laughs) tilted it.
0: Yeah, you saw his finger on the the, the nameplate of the belt on the side.
1: I like uh, Ricky Dragon's airbrushed dragon tights going a little darker with with the darker colors too, you know?
0: Oh, same here. Now, what did you think of the ricky ricky the dragon steamboat presentation when he came out with the fire and he had like the wings and all that other stuff when he was in the wwf a year
1: when he was just the dragon as a kid i was like fuck yeah and then when i got older i was like what is going on
0: but i feel like i mean granted he wasn't the ricky's that was an interesting i thought it was going to be like an overhead suplex um as a kid I thought it was cool because it looked cool with the fire breathing and everything but people tend to you know people tend to shit on that part of his career because he wasn't the Ricky Steamboat that you know he he was known for with the the classic matches with flair and savage and stuff like mm-hmm. that um but even the presentation there was like oh they tried to turn him into a cartoon but like I looked at that as more as him like evolving as a character, you know, um, adding a little bit of personality. Not saying that his personality wasn't strong enough, but adding a little bit more of a personality to his uh, his his presentation. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, I, c- I can see that. That's 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 good.
0: I mean, people just look at it and it's like, oh well, they made him into a cartoon, but like he still wrestled the same. It wasn't like he was, you know, it wasn't like he did anything.
1: Yeah, it was the state of the business as a time, you know, or the way that they were yeah. advertising to kids. Um, why yeah. not have him be the dragon, you know?
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah, that's, that's how I look at it, too. That's how I look at it, for sure.
1: I mean, we have to really look at it for what it is. It's, it's, a, it's, a, licensing, it's a licensing thing to license t- merchandise yeah. and toys. Um, oh,
0: yeah. I mean, I still have that Ricky the Dragon Steamboat Hasbro action figure yeah. um, from when I was a kid. Um, that exact one uh, with the, the the you know the the dragon outfit, mm-hmm. um, and it just looks so cool. Even to this day, it still looks cool. I, I'm looking at it right now in my my display case.
1: <laughs> Austin digging into the. Um rib area of Ricky the Dragon Steamboat as he has him in a grapevine hold or abdominal, abdominal stretch. stretch if you will
0: that's interesting I've never seen that before the, the Austin what he's doing with his hand there into the rib area squeezing at it oh yeah I've never seen that before that's interesting
1: going right back to ooh.
0: that's like yeah, little oh, hip toss little things like that is what fascinates me and I think what separates guys from being good to great is, is little stuff like that. People don't really catch on to that. But to me, I feel like that's yeah, that's huge.
1: Little little notes um, here and there which help either push the match, you know, or, or push the character or the story. Um, just like we spoke of in the Breton O oh, and like him struggling to get up that little touch.
0: Yeah. Kick out by Steamboat.
1: Austin went for some type of drop kick, and Steamboat just moved out of the way. Now getting ready to catapult him.
0: Sunset flip. Ooh. Another shot into the yeah, corner. Yeah, like how
1: Steamboat still r- sells the ribs. Oh no.
0: Yeah. All right. It- well, now I know why you think Nick Patrick's a shit referee, because he's making the count, and he can clearly see Austin's feet yep. are on the ropes.
1: Worst positioning all the time. Trust me. Fucking Kenny yes. Powers. Oh, shit. <laughs> Tombstone spot. Tombstone. Nope,
0: nope. You eat my dick. Nope, you eat my I dick. I think, uh, I don't no. know
1: if it's this year or... Ooh! This year or next year, Steve Austin goes to do the same spot with... um. Masahiro Chono and compresses his neck
0: oh that's right I remember you telling me about and that and then
1: yeah. four years later or so or nine, or you know Owen Hart and him would do the same spot and he would get his neck compressed so, a yes. favor for a favor
0: <laughs> an eye right. for an eye
1: uh, it 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 certainly it changed Masahiro Chono's career as well as it did uh, in ring style, just like it did um, with Austin.
0: Yeah, Austin had to Austin had to work smarter after that injury, um, and incorporate that style into his character, which I think it, in many ways was a blessing as much as it was a curse. Because Austin's, I mean, think about it. Can you imagine? the Texas rattlesnake stone cold Steve Austin doing drop kicks and headlock takedowns and arm drags and suplexes and things like that. Right. Like, no, like he was, he was a, a, a brawler punches, kicks, clotheslines, you know, stuff like that. Like he wasn't stone cold. Steve Austin was not a technical wrestling artist. Right. So
1: yeah, that's, and I think that's it, what it kinda, got some people, the higher note of the, uh, the elder scale of the 18 to 35 ratio that they were looking for. Um, they liked that brawling style, you know, the realism of it.
0: Yep. Yeah. Well, it just made sense. I mean, look at the guys who he was going up against at that time in 98, you know, undertaker, Kane, Mick Foley, um, the rock, you Mm -hmm. know, he wasn't going to, even if he tried to wrestle, I don't think he was going to be having, you know, technical wrestling masterpieces with any of those
1: guys. Steamboat went through one side of the ring and then outside the other. Underneath, I mean. Cross body. One, two, three. That's it. New WCW TV champion.
0: Very cool. Very nice. Steamboat with the victory.
1: Vindication. Pretty sure uh, he he first held that tv title in 1977 <laughs> i think really so. i need to go back and look okay i think it was then
0: <laughs> interesting yeah. finish steamboat going underneath the ring to then come back out the other side with the crossbody. here we see in the replay
1: what did you think of this oh, match? Oh, it was great. Loved it. Um, yeah, one of the better matches that they had, like you said. Yeah.
0: Yeah, these two didn't disappoint in any in in any aspect of their matches. Here we see the uh, 20 years on TBS, the tradition with the the WCW scrapbook. I don't know who that is there in the the, the left hand corner. Is that the spoiler? Uh, Don Jardine. Yeah, We are back with Gary Michael Capetta and our good old JR Jim Ross's WCW Clash of Champions 20 years on TBS. I'm here with Jesse, the human trafficking pimp Ventura, with his barbecue sauce dick cane, ready for some more action. <laughs> I was I was hoping you were going to give me a good so, Jesse Sorry, impression. sorry.
1: I'm looking. Okay, so 1977, Ricky Steamboat defeats Ric Flair um, in Raleigh, North Carolina, one of the first uh, big sp- sparks in their feud, um, if you will. Uh, okay. Basically, Ric Flair called out, um, Ricky Steamboat said, you're a young punk, you couldn't even beat me type deal. It's the Mid-Atlantic TV title, which later gets transitioned to the television title, the NWA. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, right. 1977, Steamboat had it. 79, he won it again from Paul Jones. Um, yeah, long lineage there. Interesting. Very interesting. All right, sorry.
0: Okay. Yeah. Here we see. It. No, no, that's okay. No, that's all right. I love, I love the little facts there. Um, here we see a clip here of uh, Dusty Rhodes getting attacked by the uh, the assassins. Jerry and
1: Jack Brisco. Um,
0: Thank you very much, Mr. McMahon. Mr. McMahon, I got an idea. How about you buy out Jack and I's part of the Georgia territory, then you come on WTBS one night, and you take over the territory. Yeah, I'm surprised that they're what showing you them. What about
1: that? Like turncoats in a way. Mr.
0: McMahon. Was,
1: were they turncoats, or was it just? It was just business. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's making money. It don't matter. Fabulous.
0: Oh, yeah. Fabulous Freebirds right here. This is old. Terry Gordy. Oh, it's all three. Terry Gordy, Buddy Roberts, and Michael P.S. Michael P.S. Hayes is the Iron Chick. Let's say (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Bubba. Uh, Jimmy Jam Garvin. Hmm. I didn't know this, but I recently listened to an episode of... uh, WHW with Tony Schiavone and they were covering a, a clash of champions from June of 1989 in Fort Bragg, North Carolina. And Terry Gordy was on Mm -hmm. that card. And apparently Terry Gordy got in a serious car wreck in 93 and suffered permanent brain damage. And he just wasn't the same ever since. I didn't know that.
1: Um, they talk about it and then from there he would just abuse more and more drugs, um, and pills. Um, and eventually, um, surpass uh yeah yeah due to that speaking sitcom. of abuse the road yeah. warriors here rock and My roll God. express um roughing it up with the midnight express correct i don't know is that the midnights that, some
0: driving team it's just some random job not the mulkies
1: that's for sure i know the mulkies when i no. when i see them <laughs> <laughs> yeah man that's wild. what we started with marking out the days that's
0: right. Nice yes, double indeed. drop kick there. Rock and Roll Express.
1: 20 years on TV. Referee yes. Pee
0: Wee Anderson.
1: Oh, man.
0: All right, we're back. We're done showing all the old clips of all the great wrestlers, not the shitty wrestlers you're watching tonight here on WCW Clash of the Champions 20. Jesse, let me ask you a question. How far down did you dip that cane in barbecue About sauce?
1: three inches. Jim, I don't need that much. I mean, it's a lot of cholesterol.
0: Well, where exactly do you put that cane and the three inches of cholesterol if you don't mind me asking? <clears throat> Cut the <to> clip.
1: <laughs> That's a conspiracy. <laughs> He's trying to line up against me. Oh, uh, this Medusa. is a great little promo yeah. uh, package. This is for uh, Jake the Snake,
0: Sting, Spin the Wheel, Make the Deal, Medusa, Coming Up in Halloween. Oh and she
1: yeah, was, yeah, Medusa's.
0: She was such a fox. Here.
1: Nice little 3D uh, logo that they have there. October 25th, my fucking birthday, 1992.
0: It's yeah. your birthday October yeah. 25th? All right, interesting. Okay, I'll we'll remember that. we have to do
1: that. the coal miners match. Jesus Christ. Oh, God. Yeah, that's a great birthday present. <laughs> yeah, I'll be present. busy. Um, <laughs> here we go. This is an interesting combination.
0: Yeah, Bobby Eaton and Arn Anderson, who were an established team with the Dangerous Alliance, but now they're with Michael Piazza-Hayes. Yeah,
1: why separate them from Paulie? And he's got the white gloves on, too. We're getting fancy here.
0: Yeah, they're real fancy tonight, yeah. Well, you know, I got double AR and Anderson the and beautiful Bobby Eaton, <laughs> one of the greatest tag teams of all time. And I am Michael PS Hayes from one of the greatest stables of all time, the fabulous Freebird. So we take the three greatest entities in all mm-hmm. professional wrestling. We put them all together. I'm the Freebird. He's the horseman. And he's a midnight. We are... Free Horse Midnight, that's <laughs> right baby We're the Free Horse Midnight's right here Jesse And we are going to be the triple threat Of WCW Dude, do, do fucking dude And Jimmy Jam and Terry Bam Bam I don't know where the hell they are, Buddy Jack, he's nowhere to be found But we're out right here at WCW For Clash of Champions 20 And I'm going to go take me some pills out of my fanny package Stuff them down my throat before we get to this next Jesus match Let's Christ. go boys
1: <laughs> Then we get Larry Who ended up uh, I guess coaching Greg Valentine and, and Dick cruncher. Slater. Sabisco. Yeah, we were just talking about it on the most recent episode and breaking kayfabe again. Uh, we fast-forward a little bit, so eventually Larry teams up or is in in the corner of Dick Slater and Greg Valentine.
0: Why are we supposed to care about Greg Valentine and Dick Slater as a team, especially as baby faces? I don't know. Dick Slater does not look like a baby face. Dick Slater looks like the guy at the end of the bar that you don't want yeah, to fuck Yeah,
1: that's with. what threw me off of WCW, even trying to get into it in like 95, 96, you know, getting back into wrestling or catching it more on TV. Um, anytime I saw WCW stuff, I'd be like, Man, these guys are kind of, you know, that's yeah, not no, my I'm brand. Right there right there but now just... I'm like, all right, if he can wrestle good, you know. Yeah, if you can do it in the ring, show me a couple things.
0: Yeah, I think this was their way of really establishing and this new uh, trio of Double A, Bobby Eaton and uh, Michael Hayes as the manager, um, which wouldn't last very long. But um, this was their way, they wanted to establish them as a as a trio on this show. Um, But against Dick Slater and Greg Valentine, I mean, I would have taken Z-Man and fucking Marcus Bagwell. Something. You know what I mean? At least, like, those guys can sell his baby faces. You got, you know, I mean, I don't know. I guess Valentine and Slater needed a payday or I honestly don't know. Because look at this. The, the, the psychology in this is, is way off to me. It's two heels, two heel teams. Yeah.
1: And it's also – by the- I mean, yeah, we're seeing like, and it's not even like they're—they're uh, they're not like uh, outfits get me a lot too. Like Bobby's wearing something completely different than Arn, and it just doesn't look like they're a a good tag team, you know? At least yeah, like they right. need a match. Like, at least uh, even yeah. even Hammer and Dick Slater—it's just like a mashup. Like it's just like you guys look like you're two kind of grumpy alcoholic guys, so. Might as well just <laughs> team up.
0: You guys look like you hang out with Brutus it's... Beefcake after the parasailing <laughs> accident, doing bumps Jeez. off of his fucking
1: Titanic Thanks. forehead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> For real. Oh man.
0: Valentine's like, "Hey, Dick, you want to go to Brutus's house? He's gonna let us use his forehead to take a couple of bumps yeah. off of him." He said he gets the head rush off the titanium steel plate <laughs> in his forehead.
1: Okay, at least this referee was in position yeah. for the cover. He didn't see the yeah. feet on the rope or the foot on the ropes by uh, Dick Slater. We get Michael p s Hayes and Larry Zbysko arguing uh, on the outside. What a real entertaining tag match right here. It's a barn burner. yeah
0: I you know this is it's a fucking barn burner if there ever was one Arn Anderson, my opinion the greatest professional wrestler to never be the world heavyweight oh, yeah, champion. Absolutely. I think he could have had a, a a transitional run with the title. Even if it wasn't very long, I think he could have he could have made a a, a solid world champion.
1: Yeah, we talked about it. Why not um, have him take the title from Sting maybe one month or maybe he takes the title from Sting and then Vader beats arn. Um, or you know. Yeah. Um, I don't know. And especially... It could have been... It, I'm it, sorry. Go ahead.
0: No, I'm just saying it could it could have been a situation where, you know, it could have been part of the impl- the implosion of the Dangerous Correct. Alliance, yeah. you know? It could, have, it could have been, you know, the, the, the catalyst for for Arn and Bobby, you know, leaving so that... Or even Arn leaving. And then maybe, maybe Michael Hayes is the driving force behind getting Arn a title shot, you know, instead mm. of Paul Lee. Um, that would have been a little bit interesting. All right, what do you think about this? Uh, how about how about you let me manage you because, you know, I'm not very good in the ring. You know, I wrestle <laughs> like a manager and manage like a wrestler. But what if maybe, you know, after – hold on a second. Let me take my pills real quick. Hold on. Right. So, double A. what if you think maybe you leave that little Jew, Paul Heyman, to come hang out with me, all right, and then I'll get you a WCW world title shot against Stang. How about that? You get me? I'll get you a shot against Sting. Maybe at the Omni. Who? Stang. The Sting. You know the guy with the paint on his face and the 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 the, 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 the crew cut boy. You hair. mean Sting? The, the, Oh, you staying staying, same thing. I'm taking too many pills. Anyhow, I get you a shot at that world title. You become the WCW World Heavyweight Champion on this side. And then your best friend, your boy, <laughs> Ric Flair, over in the WWF, he's got the WWF title after he beat Randy Savage on an episode of Primetime. I don't give a fuck about wrestling. <laughs> and then you two can rule the wrestling world as the world champions. I could probably get you about a week or two as the champion, maybe even a month if the booker lets me suck <laughs> his dick. But then when it's all said and done, you're going to be in the history books, dude, dude, motherfucking dude, 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 if you know what I mean.
1: Actually bringing up a uh, Segway there, good. Um, like Ric Flair being gone does present a good opportunity for Arn to progress and move up. And I think this showcased him – as not being uh, Ric Flair's second as much, you know, and kind of put him, had a little more of a spotlight on, on Arn uh, for some moments during yeah. this, year, this year and a half or almost two-year hiatus from Ric Flair. Also, uh, yeah. for me, Ric Flair coming to WWF kind of presented, uh, made me aware of the other product, of WCW. Um, and I, I feel like that's kind of where we're at with, um, with Moxley coming to AEW and being from WWE. It, it's putting a big light on this other, um, company by having a, a big name guy, a former world champion from another company come over, you know?
0: Oh yeah. I mean, cause as much as we can all agree that, you know, the Dean Ambrose character, um, wasn't um, used to its full potential in the And w- by the way, Arn A- got the it quick
1: was- victory there. That was good. Sorry.
0: See what did I tell you? You team with me, Arn, and you're gonna get the W. That's right. You gonna get the W over Greg the Hammer fucking Valentine. Um, as much as that Ambrose character didn't. Uh, wasn't used to its full potential, and there was plenty of creative um, room left on that table. Um, he was still a popular mm-hmm. character amongst the, the 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 casual fans of WWE, and to and to a younger audience. Um, so I mean, you know, they did a good job of making him, even though he was seen as like a comedy act in many ways. They did a good job of making him um, one of their flagships. So, like you said. Him leaving, going to AEW, put some eyes on AEW because of who he is, um, just under a different name, of course, being John Moxley. Uh,
1: yeah, absolutely.
0: But yeah, that, that no, it makes ninety-two during this era made a great time to. To, to give Arn a proper push. And here we see Bruno Sammartino. He is joining us for one night only for an exorbitant amount of money because he likes money and that's why he left the WWF, even though he says he left the WWF because he saw Hulk Hogan take a needle well, in his ass you know, ass. I,
1: I really need money for, for food. I love food, especially Italian food. My mom's got a great marinara recipe and, uh, you know, handed down. Uh, well, she escaped Nazis with the recipe in her hand. Um,
0: Right, speaking speaking of speaking of food yeah how about you dip that cauliflower in barbecue sauce it might look and taste just a little bit better i got a bottle of jr's barbecue sauce a
1: smoky mesquite listen,
0: norman oklahoma Jim, original uh,
1: listen to again i heard jesse and you talking about it too much cholesterol a, a, a lot of that stuff could give you a stroke
0: a stroke well, you know what? I got plenty of stroke in this company because Bill Watts, my mentor, my idol, and the guy that I love, he's in charge.
1: All right. Yeah, Bill Watts, he's a great guy. He's, in, he's, in, he's a racist as well. Um, great guy. <laughs> great guy. Can't wait. Can't wait to see the action here.
0: Yeah, me too. Now, get the hell out of my face. It's time for the next match here on oh, WCW no. Clash it's of the Champions. the next match. Holla, holla, play. The I'm big show. With, I'm here with the Princess Bride, Andre the Giant, and Gordon Sola. Gordon Sola, the biggest racist this <laughs> side of the Mason-Dixon line over here. And then I got Bullet Bob Armstrong, another oh, racist in the house right here at WCW Clash of Champions. He got four kids and only one of oh. them is talented. And we, you can guess which one that is. Brad. <laughs> Brad. Brad. <laughs> Brad Armstrong was very talented to say that. Yeah. Your son's going to be out here later. He's probably going to get bitch slapped by Brian Pillman because he's a little bitch himself. And who's this here? Who's this other brother here? What do we got going Ernie? on here? You getting some camera time? I thought I was the only brother getting that. camera time right now here on WCB Class of Champions. I don't know who the fuck you are, <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to let you talk right here right now next to this big motherfucker from the Princess Bride and that drunk little midget asshole over there, Gordon Soley.
1: Damn, Andre looks hurt.
0: Yeah, Andre. Andre looks like he's busting out the seams there with those pants. My goodness. Who is that? I don't know, but whoever I don't know who he is, but whatever is Andre yes. sitting on a
1: stool or is oh, that like an end table? Fucking end like
0: for, <laughs> <laughs> for real. And Gordon Sully's holding And Gordon Sully's holding himself up against Andre because he's probably been to the fucking oh bar God. before the show even started yesterday. Hey,
1: the mass superstar.
0: The mass Superstar. Look at that. I want one of those. That's a pretty sweet-looking Hawaiian shirt there. I would definitely rock He's one of one those.
1: He's one of the great, all-time greats.
0: Where, now, he was big in Georgia, right? Georgia and Japan. and
1: uh, Japan?
0: Okay, yeah. I had a feeling he was over there, too. I think he well. lives
1: in Japan right now. now. That's where he... Or Hawaii. Still currently? Sure. I, I think he died in real life. but uh, uh I think he died recently. Kayfabe? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, uh, but no, he, um, he was a legend that I, you know, yeah. Peace, Peace in the Middle East. All right,
0: we're back. Jesse Ventura, where'd your barbecue yeah. sauce cane go? I can't find
1: it you know, anywhere. But Jim, you the great? recipe was so good. I dipped the rest and I actually ate it. I know you think it's a conspiracy, <laughs> but check out the toilet later. Making to toilets. Brian Pillman's probably blown that one. <laughs> oh, the only shit. one up
0: in the fucking building all that long. And now we're going to go to the control center with Ted Turner, who loves his And rashling. I love my
1: weed. I just smoked a half pound of weed, <laughs> and I'm ready for some wrestling. Y'all going to start the show yet? Did y'all start the show? Let me know. I'm coming in satellite because I can't move. Not one bit. Uh, Farrah Fawcett, call me. Alright. Wow. Yeah, whatever. Alright, we're
0: back. Ted, Dill's still there smoking that weed. Jesse, you're all about that stuff, right? You're pretty familiar with that with all your fucking <clears throat> You know, I never stories, inhale.
1: Okay. I can't actually can't inhale. Uh, ask my doctor. It's a weird thing. Conspiracy.
0: Really? Okay. Well, guess what? You're still full of shit, but this next match is ready here on Clash of Champions 20. Oh, nope, never mind. We're going to another fucking Jesus scrapbook commercial Christ, presented here. Presented
1: by grandmas. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember do you remember the LOD? He's a picture of the LOD.
0: I remember that animal guy he was quite the he was he was quite the muscular man that animal. He was certainly an animal in other areas if you know I what never I mean.
1: understood how he was just an animal and the guy was a, a more specific animal. He was a hawk.
0: And we are back here. The, 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 the powers that be told me to wear a headset so it made me look more official because our microphone broke. Who the hell? No, here's Tony Schiavone right now with Bill Watts. Yeah, you know, I'm
1: all about titles and uh, changing things up. And here's a new WCW light heavyweight championship, I believe.
0: Bill, introduce this title to the audience that nobody's going to give a shit right? about in three weeks. <coughs>
1: <laughs> it's like everybody who came into WCW was like, all right, here's what we got to do change the titles up and uh I'm not sure.
0: <laughs> I think this was also too if I'm not mistaken this was like the early stages of WCW defecting from the National Yeah, they're branding WCW
1: titles so, rather.
0: Yeah, so they were trying to to uh you know establish themselves as their as their own yeah, entity. absolutely.
1: They are they're doing what WWF did in the late 70s uh kind of Transitioning away from W or NWA, um, at, as well as AWA, did at the same time. Um, but, yeah, you know it's it's interesting. We I I, I sent to you that Super Bowl of wrestling. It's Superstar Billy Graham against Harley Race, title for title, 1978. What a interesting time.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely gonna have to check that out.
1: Here's some for Brad sure. Armstrong.
0: Here's the, the, the talented Armstrong family member that Teddy Long was alluding mm-hmm. to earlier.
1: Uh, did he get injured in a match? or uh...
0: I believe he did. I believe this is where he had to forfeit the light heavyweight championship because he was scheduled to face Brian Pillman on this show. Um, and this would set up Brian Pillman's official turn into the dark side as a bad mm-hmm. guy, if you will. Um but this was the this was part of the this was the nucleus of that light heavyweight division. I would say this was probably the most significant or important thing Brad Armstrong done his entire career.
1: Yeah. Not not too far off.
0: Sweet looking shirt there by uh Oh, he always Ian had Pullman. great
1: um, style choices. His son is uh right there with him. <laughs>
0: I was literally just gonna ask you, what do you think about Brian Brady right. Jr.?
1: He's alright. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, got some charisma. Got some fire behind him, but yeah.
0: What about Zing ring Because I haven't watched a ton of him. Um, I've, watched a I've only seen bit, but I haven't
1: one or two matches with the um on MLW. Um yep. so part of the yeah, New York foundation. Absolutely. Um he'll he'll come in and do his his stuff. It's it's good. I mean, you, you need yep. some polish. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's only been in the business like two to three years. so.
0: Yeah, no, you're
1: right. He's, only time where, um, will tell where, because where, Brian where, Pillman wasn't, you know, 89 Brian Pillman is not 92 Brian Pillman, you know?
0: Oh, for sure. Definitely not. But 92 is not bad either. Oh, no, 92 no, you is mean. great. Um, yeah. Where do, you, where do you think Junior ends up? On a big because I mean he can't I don't think he's gonna be in MLW forever. Where do where you think he ends a- up? AEW, a- WWE. Think he goes to Japan? AEW.
1: If he were smart, he would yeah. go to. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm so scared of what WWE does to people now. I mean, some people like it, but I, I don't know. Uh, I've worn off the product. I'm more of a more yeah. the uh, New Japan AEW person.
0: Speaking of worn off, yeah. there was a slap to the face. Certainly wore wore off on uh, on uh, Brad Armstrong's face as we go back to another Grandma and Grandpa commercial break here with all oh, the hot scotch, Roddy and Piper. Right. That's right, yeah. Georgia temperature, see, you come, come on now, you find me, RP. <laughs> yeah, you know, Gordon Sully, I have another cocktail. Roddy <laughs> and Rick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on.
1: That's some classic stuff. Yeah. We the fans of Melbourne, oh, Australia, yeah. love WCW. That's great. Oh, I brought the cane back. I pooped man, it out. That's
0: a dud. <laughs> <laughs> well, it looks like you brought your little gimmick there. Back absolutely.
1: There, absolutely. Uh, the barbecue sauce helped for lubrication and uh, just a quick, quick release.
0: Well, there ain't nothing about quick or releasing for this next match or this next segment. I don't even know where the hell we're going because Keith Mitchell's out on a cigarette break right now. So somebody in my ear, please tell me where the fuck we're going right now here on TBS.
1: scrapbooks? Just Dusty. Dusty! (laughs) Dusty! (laughs) Stan Hansen.
0: Mega G. Dusty Road. Stan Hansen. I thought thought he was rolling Iron Sheik into the ropes for a second there. I thought that was Iron Sheik.
1: Ron Garvin. Garvin
0: rugged Ronnie Garden, woo. Former world champion Tony Atlas. That's right, baby. Mr. Tony Atlas here. Tony Atlas. I saw. I saw Gonzalez oh, kill Brody right in the middle. Of the, he Christ. had the knife and cut at the ponytail. I was like, "What the fuck Yo, is going Magnum on? Are you gonna Brody gonna die? Jesus Christ! <laughs> Brody gonna die! They got blood all over the floor." Buzz sorry. I'd never go to Puerto Rico again. Oh, my God. Buzz Sawyer and Paul yeah. Ellering. Yeah. See that? Yep. Cracking eggs. I think that was during the famous uh, angle with uh, Tommy Back Rich. Back in the day. Before the, um, yeah, in 83, oh, I think that was the, uh, the, the, Sorry. the last battle
1: Wasn't of Atlanta. No, that's okay. Wrestling. That's what yeah. i
0: to thinking. Goes to show, goes to show right. what we know.
1: Well, there's so many fucking... You try to name everybody. It's like... <laughs>
0: That's right, maybe the great Kabuki over here, baby. It's going to be Kabuki-ish. Do you know that when WCW debuted the the great Muda, they called him the son of the great Kabuki?
1: Definitely. Ted DiBiase back in the day, too, with the black glove, the loaded glove that he had.
0: Oh, that's right. DiBiase almost became the NWA World Heavyweight
1: Champion. He was was the original one to have, I don't give a damn about my bad reputation uh, as his theme music.
0: Really? He did yes, the Joan Jett deal? Okay. Chief Wahoo McDaniel. People don't talk about how tough he used to be, man. Wahoo McDaniel got a vasectomy done, then later that day wrestled Harley Race in an hour for the NWA the title. Fuck? You ever hear that story? Crazy. Yeah. Oh. I know. It was a Jack- blackjack mulligan. I forget who. Jimmy
1: Boogie Woogie Madden.
0: Give me boogie woogie man looked like fucking Santa Claus. Have Clause you seen Hunter. him now? Uh, recent years, yeah, he looks a little trimmed down. Yeah, round. and
1: tattoos everywhere. Yeah. Count King to five. King Kong Bundy. And then the spoiler. He's still doing the five. This is though, a, yeah. a big inspiration for the Undertaker. The spoiler.
0: Oh, because mm-hmm. of the move set. Okay. Yeah, he was the one that used to do He's the setting uh, up. The Yeah, the sitting up but also the arm with the top up. There's the iron chick Bubba That's right. <laughs> the fuck you. Ass, make you humble here. Tully. 20 years on the TBS. Tully. Man, I love yeah. Tully Blanchard. Well, probably the first bad guy I ever liked in wrestling. Your boy. And there he is. The man, Rick Flair.
1: So a lot of this episode I'm is sure just little uh, bit more than a little bit of a
0: yeah I'm a sure TBS executives of really a Flair a part of this show Obviously they couldn't have him because he was over on the other side. Oh uh, goddamn, God Funker! I didn't get my invite to center stage in TBS. Wildfire, Tommy Rich. Somebody say something about getting fired up. Oh yeah, i was hitting myself in the face with a leather belt. <laughs> yeah, wow. an attire Did you
1: girl. uh? Did you hear I like uh, a couple days ago Billy Corgan announced that NWA would have TB in October? Yes. Of 2019. Yes.
0: I heard about that. Yeah. I don't know, wh- wh- but there's no home for it yet,
1: as far yeah, as Yeah, not know. that I know of Yeah, either. Um,
0: as of this recording, but they said they are going to do some TV tapings in Atlanta. I wonder if they're going to use center That's stage. That's what I was
1: just about to bring up, um, the Omni or center stage.
0: Well, the Omni's oh, no shit. longer there. That's been oh, torn down. Um, there's the Phillips Arena, which holds, you know, several thousand people, but I don't think the NWA would be... Running there, if anything, from what I understand, I think Billy Corgan wants to bring back. Well, studio that's what, yeah, that's
1: what he had announced uh, in his thing.
0: So I would guess Center Stage is probably going to be the likely spot for their 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 series of television tapings. I'm just curious who else is going to be on their roster because they don't have many guys right now. Um,
1: yeah, he kind of like call he kind of like had a call to arms. He was like, "So we're asking anybody who's talented to be a be a part of this. <laughs> you know, he kind of worded it that way.
0: Speaking of talent, I am Jim Ross. I am here with Jesse the Conspiracy Theorist Ventura, and we're going to go to another commercial break here. We're going to show Ron Simmons running up and down the steps, training to be the WCW World Heavyweight Champion. Three-time All-American. Baiter.
1: Damn. Man, he's a great athlete. Damn. Florida State.
0: Yeah. I like this setup here with the the vignette in there.
1: Man, I really like now, thinking back, like the continuity and the realism that played off of um, The Rock, Rocky Johnson teaming with Ron Simmons, because The Rock, you know, being uh, from Miami, uh, coming from that football lineage, and then also wrestling, um, and then later using the people champion people's champion terminology as well as you know ron simmons trying to go for the world title and then later the rock winning it you know it's just it's It's nice story
0: oh yeah no i'm sure i'm sure that they took some of that wwf took some of that from this uh, because this was this was a story with his victory and being the first african-american world champion that you know you could really latch on to um could really get behind there. You see his wife, um, and we're back
1: to these two. I keep dropping my cane. That's it, that's all I got.
0: That's it, that's all you got. All right, well, hopefully, we're gonna get to the next match because I'm sick and tired of standing at this fucking camera all oh, night oh, long.
1: Grandma's scrapbook, <laughs> Jesus oh, Christ. Who is that? Is that Evander Holyfield? No, Sonny List. Uh, oh. Joe not Frazier, Joe
0: Frazier, or, is it? Uh, Maybe. It might be Joe uh, Frazier. No, I, I could be mistaken. I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't know who
1: that is. Sorry, folks.
0: Yeah. Apologies all around.
1: Okay. Back to Saturday. Oh.
0: Yeah, I know, right?
1: Oh, shit. That's right. Too lazy to take the fucking neon sign down? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a little interesting, uh. Set up here with the the, the side by sides. Both guys. Yeah, at the curtain not bad. Area. Not curtain that. areas, because there were two different carry areas.
1: I yeah, they say. didn't have one aisleway coming in or coming out. Well, they did, but you know there was two separate locker rooms, correct?
0: Yeah, because you know you had good guys on one side, bad guys on the other, because you couldn't intermingle.
1: No, no, absolutely you know? not.
0: Just, just ask John Stossel; he'll <laughs> tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Cactus Jack.
1: Yeah, his first um, title opportunity.
0: Yes, yes, that is correct. Against uh, the People's Champion.
1: Ron Simmons. People love him.
0: Yes, they do. Um, he always seemed... I mean, he was from the area, but... Um, it seemed like from what you know, all the the Saturday nights we've been watching, um, the crowd was always into him. He was he was almost uh, he he his popularity mirrored oh, things. Yeah. If uh, you know, if you want to make a case we have for Ole it, Oly
1: Anderson as the referee as well.
0: Ole Anderson, the most miserable man in all of wrestling, next to Jim Cornette. Special referee now. It's funny that we... its just dawned upon me, but um, you know, remember a while back we covered on Marking up the Days, Ole Anderson was named like the head mm-hmm. official of WCW, the head referee yeah. by Bill Watts, and then he was on TV for like two weeks and yeah. disappeared?
1: The I don't know, we'll up? have to see. Because now he's back. Yeah. Um, again, breaking kayfabe, we jumped. We time-traveled too far.
0: Yeah, yeah. but, you know... Don't 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 jump too far. Go back and check out marking out the day's weekend warriors for the last month or so on the Retro Media Pro Wrestling Podcast Network, and you'll be able to understand where all this jargon, this this banter is coming <laughs> from. Um, on
1: this watch we'll along get there here, eventually. On
0: kicking out it too. Oh yeah, well yeah, well, yeah. Now, no worries. I'm,
1: I don't want a spoiler, but I'm trying to remember what happens with Ron and the title. Um, hmm. Well, I guess we'll see on the you. later episodes of Marking Out the Days. You don't want a spoiler? No, no, no. no. Okay. Uh, I'm trying. No, I'm just... I'll, no. I'm go- oh. I'll remind myself.
0: No spoiler for you.
1: And we got Headlock City here from Ron Simmons.
0: Yeah, Ron's, uh, Ron's making Cactus uh, work for it, that's for sure. He's not catering to the, the style of Cactus Jack in this match. Ron Simmons wearing white wrist tape on his left hand and black wrist tape on his right hand. Wonder what the symbolism is behind that match. Did the Michael Jackson black or white music video come out that week or something?
1: Maybe to try to pair up with his uh, attire because he does have white trim on uh, his boots. And I got a match, motherfucker. Yes,
0: that is true. <laughs> Damn I ran out of black wrist tape. I'm gonna to need to borrow somebody's white Tactus wrist tape. Tactus, come here.
1: <laughs> Someone has a bang bang sign. They don't and, need no uh, yeah. They're the same people that had the Perot and Paul E. Heyman for ninety two. Another sign too. Is this like the sign guy from ECW or something? it has got a cowboy hat. I don't know. Hmm. Got some aggressive stuff there from Cactus Jack. Scraping the face of Ron Simmons. Now, what did you think of Cactus Jack as a kid at this time?
0: Oh, I thought he was crazy, but I loved him. Like, I mean... I wouldn't say... I began to I began to love him even more, um, but I, I I thought he was a scary dude. I thought he was um, a good part of the show. I felt that he um, he was an important player at the time. Um, his matches with Sting, uh, his association at the times with Abdullah the Butcher. Um, overall, I felt he was. Um, He he was a ma- he was a major player in WCW and uh, you know that this is this is where I began to enjoy Mick Foley's work was during this run this Cactus right. Jack. Like I've said this to you before, when he came over as Mankind into the WWF, I was disappointed because I was like, no, give me Cactus oh, Jack. Yeah. Like Cactus Jack is fucking crazy.
1: I will be. You know,
0: and granted, WWF did bring the Cactus Jack character back, but nothing to the lengths of what we saw in WCW. Sure.
1: I'll be honest, I didn't. Um was never really a fan of Mankind, Um, and I didn't really, I I knew the lore of Cactus Jack and what I had seen from videotapes that I could uh, get from Blockbuster and stuff at the time Um, just wasn't too too great of Cactus Jack stuff that they had, Um, but uh, definitely once he turned into Cactus Jack during that feud with Triple H, I was like, oh man oh man this guy's got some steam behind him maybe I should go back and now years later I definitely appreciate the Mankind character way more than I did as a kid
0: oh yeah no same here same here for sure um i'm one of those guys that like you know sometimes like i'm not good with change and so like i gotta try it on and see if it fits and sometimes for the most part things grow on me and eventually the mankind character did grow on me but i always had a love for cactus jack and i i've talked about it before um especially the stuff he did with vader Mm -hmm. and that moment when vader power bombed him and then cactus went you know missing in the streets of cleveland and he was homeless for a while like People think that stuff sucked, but I loved it okay. as a kid. I thought it was I thought it was good stuff. I thought it really enhanced the crazy factor in the Cactus Jack character by being homeless. Like, it makes sense. He looks like he just fucking rolled out of a cardboard <laughs> box. You know what I mean? Like, it looks like he just woke up next to right, a garbage right, can, right. you know? Like, he doesn't, you know? It just made sense. It really did. At least in my opinion, it did. But, you know, there's those wrestling purists out there that will, you know, tell you... Um, you know that it, it it wasn't fitting for his character, but I call bullshit on that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um. I, I, again, I wasn't too aware of him at the time in WCW, so I didn't get to see until later. And I still like there's some like the Vader stuff. I'm vaguely familiar with.
0: Oh, there. I don't remember it. I know the network doesn't have it right now, but eventually when they do, it was sometime in '93 you have to go back and watch the match where he power or Vader power bombs him on the concrete. And that's what starts the angle that, you know, he's like he lost his memory and he, you know, becomes homeless in Cleveland. Um, like the, that was, that was one of the few times as a kid, when I watched that, that like, I was scared of Vader, like to watch, even though I knew wrestling was predetermined, uh, you know, the, the results were make believe, um, that, to me, like, the way it was produced with, you know, the crowd shots of the people looking concerned and Cactus just being unconscious mm-hmm. on the floor and the, the, the medics and the referees tending to him, like, and just Vader just staying over there, like, it felt like, it felt like, you know, like I was, like, I was watching, like, a real live, like, murder in, you know, on TV in front of me. It was just, it was, it was something out of a movie. Oh, it was yeah, unreal. absolutely.
1: Um, different. Yeah, Crazy.
0: Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Oh, was he, did he just try a sunset like flip? It. Oh, that was a nice little like counter it. by Simmons. Yeah. Or that was Cactus's version of the Canadian Destroyer. <laughs> I don't know.
1: Nice clothesline, too.
0: Out to the floor goes Ron Simmons at the hands of Cactus Jack. Through the ropes, not over the top, because you remember there's the, you know you can't throw your opponent over the top rope roll, otherwise you yeah, get absolutely. disqualified.
1: Ooh. Now, that's not nice concrete, slam on the right? floor. Or is it? I think uh, it's like some pad. I think so. Reinforced pad across the whole thing. To be honest with you. Really? Yeah, it's a soundstage? Absolutely.
0: Uh... It doesn't look like no pad to me.
2: Because
0: mm. hmm. I I know that like Watts used to like emphasize that that like you know.
2: Hmm.
0: Yeah. And it's like, we don't have no wussies out here. There ain't going to be no mats on the floor. We okay. gonna, you know, When you get hit, you're going to get hit hard by that concrete. Where are we okay. going? Hook them up. Oh. I could be mistaken. Maybe it's just, you know, Watts worked me. Who knows?
1: We'll have to get to the bottom of it eventually. Nice little spine yeah. buster there. I remember reading
0: in Mick Foley's first book, and Have a Nice Day, where he talked about during this time in WCW how he was miserable because of Watts.
1: Big power uh, slam, one, two, three. Ron Simmons retains. <coughs> not too much psychology and, in that. Uh, match. He talk-
0: no, definitely not. Definitely not. Um, it was. Uh, yeah. It was okay. It wasn't, you know, what I expected. Um, Cactus wrestled too much for my liking. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I would have liked to have seen a little more of his style incorporated into the match, but it seemed like he wrestled the style that Ron Simmons would be more comfortable Absolutely. with. But, you know, it's, it all depends on what story they're trying to tell. So mm-hmm. we see seen the, the replay of the pinfall in victory. scrapbook. Go back to another
1: scrapbook. Uh-oh. Beautiful Bobby. Show us that. Alabama Jam again. Oh no, a knee drop.
0: I remember watching an old episode of NWA once when it was in the studio, and Eaton was on the top rope, and he actually touched the lights. Like, that's how – yeah, like, he touched the light. The lights were hanging so low. He touched the lights. Speaking of touching the lights, here I am with Jesse the Body Ventura on our headsets. Yet again, I got my green handkerchief, and we're going to go back to a replay here of Masa, M- Masa M- Master Chono, Master Ono, Akibono, whatever the fuck you want to call him with a paintless Great Muda after he just won the NWA World title over Ravishing Rick Rude in the Yokohama Fuki Nakatsaka oh Hall in Japan. In the Orient. In the Orient, that's right. We, we have a we have an Oriental NWA heavyweight champion of the world getting a trophy that don't mean jack shit over here. We got the guy that looks like Odd Job from the, or the, 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 the 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 plane the plane guy <laughs> with the tuxedo in the background over there. And Jesse, they didn't have me go over to that trip in Japan because they knew that I'm a racist yeah, son right. of a bitch. Yeah,
1: you're right. You know, I'm just used to killing commies, bastards, charlies, you know. <laughs> Huh? <laughs> I'm tired. Did I get stoned with, oh with Ted DiBiase during the commercial? All right.
0: Here we see we're going to see a replay again. Ravishing Rick Rude up top there. There's Medusa running for some more Oriental Ding Dong over there. We've got a Suplex, Woo. Suplex up at the top rope. Is that Red Shoes Hatori? Yes, it is. I don't know why they care about. It's it. Tiger in the front work, row. Yeah. So, tiger. No, red that's not Red Shoes. shoes that's just
1: Tiger. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, all right. Well, you, you, you're Sorry. killing my gimmick here. I'm not supposed to know this sort of thing. So, you, I mean, I mean, I guess you're supposed to correct me, but you're killing my fucking gimmick here. So, you got another superplex off the top rope.
1: Remember, they can wrestle off the top rope over there in the Orient.
0: Yeah. Knee by Ravish and Rick. Gonna go for a well, not, pile the neck, not the neck. Not the
1: neck. Here. No. no, that'll be in a no. couple of months. Bam. That'll actually be in like two or three months. Maybe a month.
0: Yeah, he, we'll see. Okay. I and mean, he's talking to. Uh, I was wondering who Rude was talking to. He's Doocy. talking to Medusa. Deucey. Oh, Dusty's in the front row too. You see yes, Dusty so next to Bill. That's right, baby. Hero Chono, Ravishing Rick Rude, N.W. World Heavyweight Title in the uh, in the in the Kung Pao Chicken Dome, baby. That's right. <laughs> yeah.
1: giving us now, a lot uh, of this match here.
0: Yeah, I know. They're showing a bunch of clips here. I, uh, if I'm not mistaken, hmm. I believe this match was... There was supposed to be a rematch on this oh, card. really? Between these two. And something happened, and they had to switch some things up. Um, if Dude I'm not shoulder mistaken.
1: shoulder block. One, two, or three. Or maybe
0: I'm wrong. Maybe they're just hyping up Halloween Havoc with these with these two. Place goes nuts, and there we have it. There we see Oriental Beat <laughs> Ravish and Rick Rude one more time for the NWA World Heavyweight title, Jesse. Tell me that wasn't a conspiracy. Tell ah. me. Please tell me. Was that a barbecue sauce dipped cane conspiracy from the NWA to Masahiro Charno Rick Rude? Right here on TBS. Oh, shit. What I'd like to have right now is for all you fat Fortune cookie eaten Kung Pao chicken, sesame orange, sweat hogs, <laughs> keep the noise down while I take my robe off and show all your ladies what a real sexy man I'm is all confused. about. I'm
1: confused. He's the U.S. champion here. Did he win it after or did he have it during the title?
0: I think he had it during that title match. So that was that the title t- match. the
1: tournament to decide the champion, correct? It,
0: for the U.S. The title, NWA for the NWA title. title, I think it was for the NWA. Yeah, yeah, for the it was NWA just title. like it was because
1: yeah. it was vacated, correct? Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah. If I'm not mistaken, yeah, because who was the champion at that time? Or oh, the, the belt they they got the belt yeah, back yeah. from Flair.
1: Yep. Yes. Or no? no the Did they? I believe.
0: Because I because th- maybe I'm mistaken because I thought Flair brought the belt back with him when he rejoined WCW in '93. Yeah, I
1: think they made they ended up making one and then. Um, uh, actually, I guess the the title itself is intellectual property of WCW, or you know. So okay. they were like, we need to bring that back, yep. and yeah, it's it's trying to consolidate those titles again. Bill Watts's vision. Yep. Uh, oh,
0: Clash Champions. of the Champions. Twenty. Because I guess they forgot to to remind us what show we're watching with the WCW Saturday Night neon sign yeah. in the in the background. And I like
1: these quarterly, well, I guess semi quarterly. It was January, June, August, and November that they would have them four times a year usually.
0: Yep. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. No, they they were they were good little uh, stop gaps in between the pay per views at the time when pay per view wasn't a regular yeah, thing. Absolutely. Late. Saturday Night's main event used to be that way mm. too.
1: Yep definitely we have Cactus Jack here talking about his loss I guess and him and Barbarian are cohorts
0: Tommy Young <laughs> Tommy Young you come over here you jack me off his way highway, brother did you know that Tommy Young didn't understand that uh, that whole Barbarian shtick on the Tommy oh, Schiavone podcast oh wait a minute We got here. We got the natural Butch Reed and the Barbarian. Looks like they're set for tag team action as a team.
1: Interesting pairing.
0: Interesting. Yeah. I guess they're uh, henchmen of Cactus Jack. Where were they when Cactus was facing Ron Simmons, huh? Uh,
1: Interesting stuff here with uh, Butch Reed being a former tag team champion and tag team partner of Ron Simmons. Uh, in Doom, yeah. and he's also wearing the same colors as Ron Simmons—yellow and black. Butch Ooh. Reed
0: almost became intercontinental Correct. champion.
1: Hey, what do you think about this? Um, like, maybe they're building up heels for to go against um, Ron Simmons, like a heel group, like Butch Reed, Barbarian, Cactus. Yeah. Yep. unfortunately the title would For sure. change soon
0: yep Barry Windham Dustin Rhodes squaring off against Butch Reed mm-hmm. and the Barbarian who's this whore that's hey, taking hey, all the coats hey. <laughs> Dustin and Barry I always like yes, their
1: team Definitely.
0: thought they were mm-hmm. a very good tag team I like their, team.
1: the story that they end up having having
0: yep oh yeah you know it's funny with dustin um people obviously he did such great work with the gold dust character that people forget about the stuff he did here but um even at a young age you know he's still what three years in the business mm-hmm, at this mm-hmm, point mm-hmm. look how good he is yeah even back then in '92, three years. Granted, he's the son of the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, but you know, this this era of Dustin Rhodes was no right. slouch either.
1: Um, I I liked him here. Um, yeah. And they could have they could have built a lot off of him. He could have been the future of the company in a way. But I think a lot of people yes. held resentment because of uh, who his father is. You know. A lot oh yeah. Of stuff like that.
0: He left, I believe he left WW or WCW in ninety-four, end of ninety four, going into ninety five maybe. I think he okay. left in ninety four. Yeah. And yeah, he was one that like he was kinda in the same boat as Steve Austin, especially when Hogan came mm-hmm. in. Um just kinda got pushed back down a little bit to the card Um, because the Hulk Hogan and Friends show invaded uh, the CNN Center, and Dustin was not part of that plan. But imagine a Dustin Rhodes in the... uh, Ooh. Imagine Dustin Rhodes in WCW going... Ooh! Nice bump there. Um, Imagine a Dustin Rhodes against the NWO. Oh,
1: wow, yeah.
0: Think about that, you know? I mean, Dustin was part of that WCW tradition that the NWO is trying yeah, to get rid it of. Would have
1: been, that would have been really good.
0: Um, or Dustin Rhodes in the NWO turning mm. on his father. That would have been interesting Yeah, if they too. would have
1: had more guys, uh, more tradition, you know? Yep. Because it was a little different having a macho man being in there because he was not an original WCW guy. As well, either, and then he eventually turns and joins the NWO.
0: I hated yeah. that in the beginning. I it made hated no that. sense
1: to me. When
0: no, that was I. I liked that little dark alliance he had with Sting, where they were kind of like they weren't NWO, but they weren't WCW right. either. Like I thought that was cool stuff, and then they turn him into the NWO, and it's like, here oh, here we
1: go again. But then you know, prom, like gets promised that him and Hulk will headline Halloween Havoc. So, obviously, they have to eventually swerve back to them feuding. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, get your booking together, WCW.
0: (laughs) Yeah, one of these days you guys are going to shut down if you don't keep it up.
1: (laughs) Get the slow brewing tag match here.
0: Barbarian. I always dug barbarian with um Me with too. Haku. I, I like that I like that ta- that that the tag Islanders. team combination. Uh no, Haku was with um shit, Fatu. Uh, who is he with? Uh shit. No. Um the uh, oh, Tama. Okay. Yeah. The yes. Tongan kid. Yeah.
1: Damn, I'm mixing them all up. I'm sorry. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, that's okay, but I hated Barbarian when it, well, he eventually would go with Fatu when he was part of the Head shrinkers. shrinkers in '94, um, when they did the angle where uh, Fatu had to yep. wear wrestling boots. Um, he was Cione was the name of the Head Shrinker. Yeah, and I was like, that's Barbarian, and yeah, that didn't that didn't, yeah, that jive didn't with last
1: me. long either. Yeah. You
0: ever seen the shoot interview from Butch Reed regarding his hatred
1: for Hogan? Mm, no.
0: Yeah. RF Video did a shoot interview with Butch Reed where he talks about how um, he was supposed to work with Hogan on top and it was promised to him and it never happened. And then um, uh, he had some... He didn't really give it an excuse as to why he no-showed the event uh, where he was supposed to beat Steamboat for the Intercontinental title. but um, Which I thought was strange. I thought he would have had a good good story behind hmm. it but um he he seemed like he was pretty drunk when he filmed oh, the nice. interview That's so he was good. just going off on this fucking tirade about hating yeah. Hogan and um his days in Florida and going all the way back to that it's always so. a
1: good way to uh, do a shoot interview get loaded
0: yeah yeah have a few have a few cocktails in you yeah why <laughs> not
1: <laughs> as
0: Barbarian going for the cover here. Kick out by Dustin. Referee Pee-wee Anderson.
1: Doing the best he can.
0: In the match here. Yeah. Butch Reed working on Dustin again. Rear chin lock by the natural Butch Reed. No, he wasn't the natural. Yeah, he was the uh, natural, natural, right?
1: Yeah, in the WWF. natural, yeah. Yes. The yes, natural
0: in Butch w- Reed. In WWE. And then Dustin, w- Dustin was the natural yes, in so WCW. the natural
1: against the natural.
0: Hmm. Yeah, the battle of the naturals. Well, they call him the natural.
1: Naturals can be. Well, they call him the natural. I really gotta pee. <laughs> oh, wasn't, was it Hacksaw Buzz Sawyer or Hacksaw Butch Reed?
0: You might be. I think it was Hacksaw Butcher. Why did I say natural? Well, no, he was the natural, he was natural,
1: but he was also Hacksaw before Hacksaw was Jim, he was Jim Hacksaw Butcher.
0: Yeah, I, I believe down yeah, in mid south, so, yeah, for Watts, so, if uh, I'm not mistaken. And they say that Bill Watts is quite the heck? racist.
1: He, well, I told, I, I said before, he's got, I got a black one and a white one. We gotta keep them separated.
0: <laughs> yeah, you gotta, you gotta yeah, label. Geez. Not stereotype, you stereotype. Barry coming
1: in here hot. It's the
0: world. Of, the back body drop. Beautiful. Barry Wyndham looked like he put yeah. on a few pounds here in this match.
1: Tried to uh, get the crowd fired up. I'm sorry, I'm yawning. Whew.
0: No, that's okay.
1: And Barry setting him up for, I assume, that superplex. Go for it. Go oh, for it. Bam. Beautiful rolls over. Oh, wait.
0: Got to get Butch yeah, involved. Butch
1: over. Here we go. Are we going to get a bulldog? No. Nah, Butch doesn't know what's going on. He's confused. Oh, double drop kick. Yeah. Barely. Oh Barely double trap.
0: Oh, nice boot to the face.
1: Wow. Wow.
0: They pick up a win here over Dustin That's and Barry. Because Dustin
1: and Barry were trying to be a tag team. That's kind of their story. Um, the more Barry teams with Dustin, the, the the more they lose, and he gets frustrated.
0: This would set up something between the two of them down the line, All if right. I'm not mistaken. Okay. Getting ahead of ourselves here.
1: But the seeds are being sown because he, you know, they had the match won, but he took his time trying to do the double team stuff with Dustin and. Yeah. Oh, Barbarian. That kick looked deadly. Yeah, nice little stable here.
0: Yeah, a couple of weirdos, you know, and Butch Reed. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Sounds like they're hyping up uh, a future showdown between Ron Simmons and I believe it Correct. was Barbarian that he was set to face at the Halloween Havoc. Which I don't know how Barbarian earned a world title yeah. shot, but um, what was that all about, Jake the Snake?
1: Just a little clip. Yeah. Then we go.
0: That's right, baby. Me and Willie Nelson, we gonna be smoking that marriage, manager. Want about a pool area? We booking w- This is how we book WTW. Yeah, me and me and Silly Willie, we are gonna book the whole territory. That's right, baby. With Lil Dickie Murder. I
1: say, friend, why don't you uh put the title on that uh there Stang guy? All right, back to uh, Jr. and good old Jesse the Body.
0: Back yeah. with the cane again. Can't make up his mind whether he wants to keep the cane or not. Make up your goddamn mind, Jesse. You're gonna sit on the fucking well, thing. Well, the problem is I it. keep I keep leaving it, it backstage,
1: and then they're like, "We got we're gonna film in five 4 and I'm like, "Ah shit, should I grab it or not?" And I'm sweating over here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should take that bandana off. Ooh, you want sweat so
1: much? Man elimination tag match.
0: I believe this is the main event here. Sting, Chateau, Thank you, The Koloff, and the Steiner brothers. Oh,
1: nice! I love this heel Against. team here. Mine is Super Invader.
0: Yeah, minus Super Invader. <laughs> Who was played by Hercules Correct. Hernandez. But
1: still getting a, getting the main push, you know.
0: Yep. You know, because he's managed by Harley Race, the greatest manager on God's green earth.
1: And this has given us some recaps of the feud between Vader and Sting. The this is the recap of the title match where Bader wins the title for the first time from Sting.
0: You guys yep. covered this, right, you and Elliot? Point five on, episode. Uh, yes. Marking yep. out the days,
1: we went through the match, and then uh, when Jake the Snake appeared, made his presence known, and gave the DDT to Sting. You covered this on marking out the days.
0: Yes, this was uh, this was quite the moment. As a kid, I was like, "Ooh, Jake's back! Wow!" And the whole thing with the cross, like just draping it over him, like that was that was some pretty cool yeah. stuff.
2: Didn't no, but
0: Jake far, was always great. It was you still know? good stuff. Yeah. Jake and Sting and you know, Rude and, and Nikita having their issues. Yeah,
1: still over that US title. Was, um, and Nikita likes to assault Medusa.
0: And this is where things... go. Oh, we're going to the heel locker room now.
1: Bobby Eaton. Terry Taylor.
0: Oh, Terry Taylor getting his licks in. Trying to get a push. Oh, there's all the heels. Dick and... Uh, and
1: Ooh, Valentine Steiner. God. Bro- oh, God. Muda just ate a fucking... DDT off the shoulders of Rick Steiner.
0: Yeah, that was not pretty at all. That was not pretty at all. But this, this- is our main event. This is what I probably look forward oh, to the most, um, out of this whole show here. Um, what I, I remember as a kid watching this, that, um, I tried my hardest to stay up as late as I could without my parents getting mad at me for staying up past my bedtime on a school night to watch this match. Um, and I, we didn't have a blank tape to tape it. So, um, it was a constant battle throughout the course of the evening watching this event. Be like, can I just stay up for the main event? It's one night. And they're like, no, you got to go to bed. But, like, they never officially told me I had to go to bed, so I was really milking it. And I, I pretty much milked it the whole way through. Once, I think once the bell rang after this match, I shut the TV off and went right to bed. But uh, Yeah, I was like, all right, all That's done it. now. Good night.
1: Oh, man. <laughs> Crowd is pumped. What the hell is Medusa wearing? Her and Andre the Giant go hand in hand together.
0: I know. Look at this this stable of uh, of guys here. This is quite the oh, it quite is. the foursome.
1: Rick Rude leading.
0: Now I wonder uh, th- because the Steiner brothers. They were all over the place at this time in 92. They had their issues with Doc and Gordy. They had their issues with the Dangerous Alliance. But um, they were really kind of the odd, oddballs thrown out into this match here. If I remember correctly, were they trying to position Vader and Super Invader as a tag team? And that's why they put the Steiners in there to see if it worked? Or they just need some star power? Like, I don't even remember how this could,
1: all,
0: yeah, could, how this all possibly, came about. Possibly.
1: Could be. Um, not, not too sure. Um.
0: Cause I know, you know, like, they showed the video. Jake had his issues with Sting, so did Vader. Root had his issues with Nikita. And then Super Invader was nowhere to be found in that video no, package. Yeah. Well, someone has a sign that says <laughs> yeah, Big Steiner... Fat Vader. Oh, get that.
1: Sorry, Quite yeah, but yeah, I, I'm not sure. they Maybe they were trying to do that. Um, Rick Steiner and Scott Steiner against... The Vader Invaders?
0: Yeah. The big van, the big van Vader and Super line. Invaders. <laughs> you know, if I wrestle Vader and then Super Invader, I got three quarters of a chance of not fucking the whole match up. <laughs> and then, you take the axis, spin it from the earth, and Harley Race's long-drawn-out Salem cigarette.
1: <laughs> Jake...
0: You talking about my cigarettes, kid? I'll beat the fuck out of you. Don't touch my stogies. These are the greatest cigarettes on God's green earth. Now this is an eight-man tag team elimination match here.
1: You know what's cool? Um, We're talking about Spin the Wheel, Deal, Jake the Snake, and AEW now has uh, Jake Roberts on the... um, the road to all out giving out the cards for the uh, yes for the blackjack or the casino royale battle royal very I cool saw stuff. that
0: did you also see on Twitter you remember the old you remember Eric Bischoff's old podcast host Nick no. Houseman okay before Bischoff went to a Conrad did a podcast he had one with Nick Houseman it was called like wrestling with Bischoff or something like that so Houseman on Twitter has been basically campaigning and um, to to anyone that will listen, regarding that spot with Jake and smoking the cigarette during the during the, the filming, um, talking about how you know it's promoting you know lung cancer and, and cigarettes and it's not good for people and stuff like that. Like he was really like on it about like how Jake didn't need to be smoking in the scene um, when they filmed that vignette for the AEW. Uh, uh, I'll be channel. honest, it did make it me was, want was,
1: a cigarette. And I, I have started smoking yeah. cigarettes again since, uh, yeah, oh, really? since I haven't been drinking alcohol. But um, okay, yeah, uh, smoking the cools, and they they showed the the brand there as well. I, I can see how there's a you know a discrepancy for some people, but at the same time, it just it mm-hmm. <laughs> that it made the it made the promo. You know, he's a dealer. Um, yep. He's and he's an yeah. old veteran wrestler, smoking a cigarette, just doing the dealing. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Almost a spot that could have been designed no, no, for yeah. Harley Race. You know.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, but I just found it interesting that like he made some big issue. He's been making a big issue about it on Twitter for uh, well, kids don't weeks smoke cigarettes. It's bad for you. Yeah. No, I mean it, you know i get where he's coming from but i just thought it was you know, just rather silly to campaign about it on twitter um but anyhow um let, let's get back to 1992 in this match here the super invader played by hercules hernandez from the wwf hercules most his uh most remembered for his time in the heenan family is you know bobby the brain feud with the ultimate managing warrior. him uh had a feud with the Ultimate Warrior was also in a tag team with mm-hmm. Paul and Roma. Um, now he's wearing a red pantyhose over his face yeah. <laughs> as the Super Invader, <clears throat> talking all kinds of shit to Nikita.
1: These are the two foreign guys in the match.
0: <laughs> Do you know? Want to hear an interesting story? I heard this on uh, Pritchard's podcast once. Um, the um, when Terry Funk played Chainsaw Charlie, the inspiration behind Chainsaw Charlie came up from uh, um, Hercules' accountant. His name was Charlie, and Hercules used to call him Chainsaw Charlie because Hercules, when he would go to his accountant to discuss his finances, the accountant used to cut his credit cards in half with oh scissors and tell him, Yeah, so he called him Chainsaw Charlie as his nickname. And that was the inspiration behind when Terry Funk played Chainsaw Charlie in uh, in uh, um, uh, WWF with Cactus Jack. And ironically, Chainsaw Charlie wore a uh, wore a pantyhose over his head, just like what Hercules is doing now with this Super Invader character.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Um, I love Rick Rude's tights here, as well as the Steiner's.
0: Yeah, Rick Rude, uh, when he used to put the, you know, when he put Jake Roberts' wife on the tights mm-hmm. that one time, Um used to always have the, the cool airbrush designs on See,
1: them. so now. I used to like yeah, the we, Steiner's. Steiner's oh yeah, tire definitely. as well. I like these ones. I like the ones with the numbers for Scott especially because years later, you know, 33 and a third chance. <laughs> yeah. Just do the math. Um this we've we've recently seen Vader in the ring with Rick, and now we're seeing the Super Vader with Scott. So maybe you're right. Maybe they were trying to briefly push the Vader and Vader team against the Steiners.
0: Yeah. Who knows? Double underhook here Beautiful. by Scott.
1: Oh. Over-the-head, belly, suplex. Ooh. Oh, nice
0: oh, tag man, by Rick. I and mean, super great, invader.
1: Great move by Rick Rude right there.
0: Yeah. Clipped him. That was nice. That was very nice. Nice.
1: Swinging neckbreaker, too.
0: Going for the cover. Kenny Powers with the two count. Here's Jake the Snake. Let's uh let's take a look here. Pretty much um three quarters of that team is no longer with us. Vader, Hercules, and Rick Rude. And Harley Race, the manager on the bottom. No longer with us. That's crazy.
1: Meanwhile, everybody on the other side is alive.
0: Yes. Rick and Scott, Sting, and Nikita. And two-fourths of that team has found God. Oh, yeah.
1: You're right. Maybe that's what it, what it is. Oh, <laughs> Jake just... Oh, Jake. <laughs> Better pay attention. Pay attention. Uh, Jesus yeah, pay Christ, twisting my ankle. Goddamn Scott. Knocked me off the apron.
0: Great work on the, the the heel side, roughing up Scott, keeping him isolated in their <laughs> corner, not allowing him to get to his partners Absolutely. to make a tag.
1: Scott actually selling. Yes. I mean, to to was, the Steiner's would sell. It was the LOD who wouldn't sell.
0: No. No, it was very rare that they sold. But, like, when they sold, it was a big deal, you know? It was made to be, like, a big deal. So I guess maybe there was a method to their madness.
1: Nikita and Jake the Snake. Interesting pairing, but I would love to see it.
0: Yeah, this would have been pretty cool, one-on-one. I don't know if it happens, but... I always thought Nikita Koloff could have been a good heel in WWF for, like, a Hulk Hogan. Like, you know, being Russian, you know, the the foreign heel. Hogan always worked well against foreign heels.
1: Absolutely.
0: Quick roll-up, two, three, and Nikita has been eliminated. We are now four on three. Steiners and Sting... Lost their partner, Nikita. Sting now making his way into to the ring. Interesting to have Nikita be the first oh, then.
1: eliminated. I guess you do want to have the yeah, heels I have to so. take advantage, but it, yeah. Hmm.
0: Yeah, unless you were going for like a clean sweep victory by the babyfaces. You got to start off with like a heel um, pinfall victory in an Correct, elimination but, match. Uh, that's how I that's how I feel the formula should work when it comes to like two out of three falls or like best of 7 or something like that like the heels should definitely get the advantage yeah, in the upper hand. Yeah,
1: staying quickly uh, making work of Super Invader. I was just saying maybe uh, you know one of the Steiners could have been eliminated cuz I thought Nikita had a higher presence as a as a wrestler on the card.
0: Oh, I agree. Oh, my sure first one to go. Jesus Christ, that was awesome.
1: And the fans and the crowd That was like, awesome. what the hell, we just got the hugest belly-to-back suplex from Rick Steiner to Vader, and then he gets caught coming off the second rope by Vader. Greatest of ease. Yeah, speaking Jesus. of no-selling,
0: Vader didn't sell that
1: German suplex one bit. And he's was shaking up a little bit, but, you know, they're hosses. Yeah. Ugh, the ugliest, ugliest choke slam. Oh, God. What the
0: fuck was that? Dear lord.
1: And on the second rope. What are you doing? Beautiful.
0: Splash. And this shit. One two, One, two. Wow. Two? What? Whoa! Two? Fooled me. Whoa. Yeah, I thought that was yeah, a three. I thought for sure.
1: Face. Yeah.
0: Yeah, there you go. Rick don't want to go down that easy. Give him the knee. I see how it is. Here's Scott.
1: Oh boy. Come on, clap.
0: Another right hand by Ooh, the ravishing one. Deadly. Do you remember Rick Rude's WCW theme music? Mm, no. Okay. Okay. YouTube that shit. It's fucking yeah, it's it's very 90s, but it's okay. I like it. I like I like it better than the stuff he, the 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 Dick Dancer music he had in uh, okay. WWF.
1: I'll have to check it out.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's funny as hell. Rick
1: working for a uh, tag and he does get one, but the referee I don't think sees it cuz he's a terrible fucking referee.
0: No why would Nick Patrick see it? So out of position. I don't know how he kept his referee license all these years. No wonder why the NWO yeah. picked him up. Mm. Man, Vader. Having his way with Rick.
1: Going back to the second rope. And Rick Steiner is trying to fight Vader off. Oh my god. Deadly punch by... Oh! Oh! A punch by Vader and then Rick just power slams him off the second rope. Beautiful, false finish there. Rick Rude uh, broke broke up the count. Are we gonna get another big belly to back suplex? Oh my God, no! Rick and Scott setting up for their their. Oh my God, Jesus! <laughs> Jesus. Wow. Rick could wow. not lift Vader that uh I think I think maybe if he had a little more energy, sure. He almost got him up, but it fell to his knees and then Scott just came down with that clothesline regardless. Now Rick and Vader just spilled to the outside and Scott is there and I guess because he came off the top rope, he's been eliminated. So, now Vader and Rick Steiner are on the outside, brawling back and forth. We have Sting fighting with Jake. All carnage is broken loose. And Rick Rude takes Rick Steiner and gives him a reverse neckbreaker on the concrete. Nick Patrick are s- trying to settle everything down. Now he's counting out Rick and Vader. Three. ho yeah. Hey. Vader making his way back in. Nine. Ten. Rick Steiner is eliminated. And
0: Rick Steiner's been counted out. So Scott's eliminated, Rick's eliminated. Now it's three on one. Joe. Basically, all of Sting's major rivals this year in the year nineteen ninety two up against him in the, the closing Very moments cool. of this match. Very
1: cool. Him and Jake square off.
0: Series of matches with Vader. Classics he's had with Rick Rude.
1: Stinger splash. To Jake Roberts. Ties him up for the Scorpion Deathlock. Can he get him over? Rick Rude comes over with a clothesline.
0: Yeah. Nice clothesline. Nice clothesline. Digging it. Digging Jake it, digging makes it. makes
1: the tag to Rick. And to oops.
0: the throat. Sting fighting yes, back here.
1: Huge Bulldog. To Rick Rude. One, two, kick out. And then all of a sudden, Jake has a glove on his hand, and the bag is out. Referee is distracted, of course. Sting handling Rick Rude, going for a huge suplex. No? Yeah. Bounced him off the ropes. That was pretty cool. They're both down. Nice little oh! sunshine suplex. Oh, Vader. Ooh, he caught more real than he did the story, too. Um, Oh, okay. Oh, man.
0: So, Vader's been disqualified for getting thrown off, for jumping off the top rope. He managed to, Kenny Powers managed to see that, but didn't fucking.
1: Jake drags Rick over to the corner. Rick is still out by getting his head squished by Vader. Jake. Makes the tag for himself. And he's in the ring. Taking his time. Because Sting is still yes, down. Yes,
0: because he's fucking <laughs> bloated. Winded. He was doing crank with Davey boy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Jick. Set up Jake, for the DDT and there it is. One, two, three.
0: Match over Jake, the Snake Roberts, and Ravishing Rick Rude are your winners and survivors of this eight-man tag team elimination match here on the Clash of the Champions. 20 years on WTBF, baby. Celebrating 20 years on WTBF,
1: if you will, in public, if you will. a recap of that splash. It's good stuff.
0: Yes, this was a good match. This was probably the the best match in the show, in my opinion the one that I remember the most
1: made a lot of sense too and it's like the guys up. getting caught coming off the top rope getting DQ'd or yeah that added a, a nice little element one thing that oh, I yeah. yeah one thing For that I can sure. say that I did like about the that aspect of the coming off the top rope another uh, scrapbook four horsemen
0: The first version I saw as a kid with yeah. with Luger. Yeah, this is the first version I was introduced yeah, to. Yeah, we
1: saw the change on the early days. I of dug it. Days.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. I dug it. I liked it, but... We're back here, alley action tonight. This this barbecue sauce dipped cane has gotten more action than I have this entire night here on WCW Clash of Champions. But you can call the hotline right now, 1900 9900, the WCW Wrestling hotline, and you can find out if truly Jesse dipped that cane in barbecue sauce <laughs> and stuck it up his ass. But then on Saturday night, we got the Steiner Brothers going. One on one or two on two against the Free Horse Midnights, managed by dude, 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 Michael P.S. Hayes, along with Arn Anderson and beautiful Bobby Eaton. 605 here on the Superstation TBS.
1: Yes, indeed. And uh, then we get another preview, I guess, another uh, shot of the um, Halloween Havoc. Yeah. The same one. We've been seeing all night, correct?
0: Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Medusa unrobing. Mm -hmm. Oh, I like that. 1992 Medusa. Yeah. Oh my goodness. But um, yeah, this has been a lot of fun, man. Thank you uh, for uh, for for helping me out and being a part of this. I thought you know this would be a fun way to kind of continue our marking out the days vibe here on kicking out at two with this clash of champions. Um, absolutely. And uh, t- tell everyone uh, once again where you can find Kobe Night. Oh yeah, and Retro absolutely. Media. You
1: can always find Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network by searching any podcasting app searching Retromania with a W. That's W-R-E-T-R-O-M-A-N-I-A. And you can always write to us at RetromaniaPodcast at gmail.com. You can follow along on Twitter, Retromania Pod, or you can join the fun on Facebook, Retromania with a W. Um, and we got the back archive of every episode that we've dropped, Dave included, uh, kicking out of two, a big, contributor to the network Um, we have about 150 plus episodes about 300 plus hours of evergreen retrospective wrestling content for your ears so uh, thanks again Dave
0: oh yeah man absolutely as we're uh, we're we're closing this out here with this little mini movie of the Halloween Havoc spin the wheel make the deal concept with Jake the Snake Roberts Mm -hmm. and Sting headed for their match Um, in 1992 Uh, you guys can keep watching along there's only a couple more minutes left on this uh, wwe network uh production of i'll bust the the volume up on my end but (laughs) but we're going to uh we're gonna oh wait a minute we're not leaving just yet because sting is here that's right it's Sting. he's here he's here to confront jake the snake roberts to spin the wheel and make that deal if you will do do, you come sting (laughs)
1: <laughs> you talk too much. You get to the point. What's the deal? Stay relaxed. What's your hurry? I'm going to take my time and enjoy this moment. Cut the crap. You have to come over there and kick your. Stay? Uh, do you, man? You don't have a clue. Look around you. This is my playground. These are my people. I'm smiling, not you. It's come down to this. See, the deal is a again deal. Havoc, your worst nightmare will come true. 12 of the and most brutal matches. In wrestling. Again shades of like today Moxley kind of doing the same thing in New Japan uh, with this scene setting of Jake yeah. the Snake Roberts and another guy you know shedding light coming over from a different territory. yeah the deal is man. Uh, and where does it stop a boring ass match we'll have to cover that coal miners match
0: oh I guess
1: (laughs) (laughs) do you really want to it goes with the timeline oh in the wheel, Ain't the nail. What are you waiting for? Let's do it now. No shit. Spins the wheel. Barbed wire, Russian chain match, first blood. What are we going to get? Their eyes exploded. To be continued. Well, good stuff. right on my birthday
0: there you go there you go maybe we will celebrate it one one of these days but um uh, once again thanks for coming on man doing this yeah, with me. it's been a lot of fun um we're, uh, we're we're closing here as we see um jim ross and all the old fucks and jesse's Kane um signing off here on this uh, Clash of Champions 20. And I think it's about that time that we sign off. Tune in next week as we're going to be giving you round two of guilty pleasures. My buddy Dennis J. Levy joined me recently and we sat down and we gave you our guilty pleasures in the world of professional wrestling history. What do we love that all of you could potentially hate? You'll find that out next week here on Kicking Out at Two. And with that being said, it's about that time we put this show down for the three count. We will see you all next week.